You ready for Basecamp Fitness's best deal yet? Seven days for $7. That's right, seven days for $7. It's time to double down on your fitness goals and snag this offer before it's gone. Call or text Basecamp Fitness at 913-232-9770 or go to BasecampFitness.com to learn more. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. We begin hour number two of the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I'm your host and producer today, Jack Johnson, filling in. Not to worry, though, Shane will be back on Monday, though I will not be. I will be down in Surprise, Arizona, so you'll have the very talented Kyle Collier, uh, who will, who has done this show many a times. He's done the poll so many times, so you've heard Kyle's voice before. He'll have things covered uh, in my place. Text line, Always open at 316-247-0923. That is 316-247-0923. Also, the phone line, which we do have blocked off right now just because since I don't have the luxury of answering calls while Shane is talking, uh, it is 316-669-4996. That's 316-669-4996. Keep that in mind when we give away Scratchers tickets later on in today's show. We did get a text from the text line here. Uh, Texter says, if they keep Kadarius Tony, then I think I might stop being a Chiefs fan. That man is uh, an affront to wide receivers everywhere. I guess you could move him at corner. I think he's best in the nation at getting away, giving away the football and then have it bounce off to him. Um, I would say Kadarius Tony has less than a 50% chance of being back unless Brett Veach thinks it was all fluke, uh, no distractions. But here's the thing. Kadarius Tony has had quite some problems and just – Playing football. Okay, so if you're going to be a distraction and you can't play football, not sure there's a spot for you on a two-time Super Bowl champion team. So I hear you. I would probably advise against 
not just giving up your fandom because of Kadarius Toney, uh, but I would also say I don't think it's likely that he is going to be returning. All right, to kick off hour number two, we went long in hour number one so that we could bring in our good buddy Chance Lebo, who joins us uh, most days now at 1 o'clock on the Shane Dennis Show, whether that be picking uh, the spread. We have our, our pick six. That is now done. So we've introduced this new segment called What Grinds My Gears. We're going to get into that. We also have the Twitter question to get into. But first things first, Chance, do you read me? Yeah, I read you loud and clear, Jack, and uh, I want to just wish you uh, congratulations on your uh, victory in pick six this year. It was a hard-fought battle all the way to the end, but uh, I feel like uh, you got the script leaked to you. You kind of you kind of took it away in the Super Bowl. I think you were nine and two, is what Shane said. You kind of took it home two. pretty easily. Yeah, it was it was pretty big. I think the one that you lost was like MVS by a yard. And that, yes, it was uh, <laughs> it was quite the uh, quite the display uh, for you in the Super Bowl week. So just want to say congratulations on that. Um, I've already been grinding the tape and making sure that I'll be back and better <laughs> next year. Well, I know that you made things very nerve-wracking for me in the final weeks of pick six because I had a big lead, lost all of that toward the end of college football. I started really uh, crapping the bet at that point, but fortunately for me, prop bets might just be where I shine. But uh, definitely looking forward to September when we can kickstart pick six back up because you can't really do it uh, with college basketball or NBA or Major League Baseball. It's really only a football segment at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. Well, we do have the Twitter question to get into because we got Jamie Bluma coming up in about 20 minutes here, but I want to make sure we hammer in the Twitter question and then get to our Grinding My Gears segment. So first things first here on uh, the Twitter question for the Shane Dennis Show, and you can find out what it is at ESPN Wichita. The question is, how many wins for the Royals this year? They were 56-106 and 106 last year. The options are 60-65. to 65. Option B is 66 to 70. Option C is 71 to 75 wins. Or option D is 500. Chance, I'll let you kick this one off. Of those options, where do you think the 2024 Kansas City Royals fall in? I think it's a good question. I I think that, uh, I went at the 71 to 75 range, um, because the, I mean, the win total at all the sports books is hovering around that 72 and 90 record. That's kind of where it's been hovering around. And, you know, you might be thinking, okay, like that, that's a big improvement. 16 wins. When you look at the Royals Pythagorean record from last, last year, which is like the run differential, what that would be, you know, if every game was down to that record. Um, they're around a mid sixties win team last year. They just had some bad luck in run, one run ball games. And a lot of that has to do with how bad the bullpen was last year. I feel like they're going to improve. They added some guys in positions of need. The only thing I'm really concerned about is injuries to the pitching staff. Cause I do feel like they're fairly thin in the rotation. And then in center field, I don't love, uh, rolling out Kyle Isbell as an everyday starter. That's just, um, I know me and Shane kind of share that opinion. Yeah. We're not big <laughs> Isbell guys, but, uh, I, I think that they've improved and you kind of got to, you know, they're going to regress to the mean with some of the guys like MJ Melendez, who really didn't play very well last year. He had a good second half and then getting Vinny back healthy. Hopefully he's back healthy. Um, I feel like that's a big deal for the Royals going forward. Yeah, I think you're exactly right with with where they are projected to be. Uh, there are absolutely still holes on this team. You, you can't be naive, and uh, you I know you're a big Royals guy. Shane's a big Royals guy, as am myself. But you can't also just believe everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows. You can't believe it's all going to go smoothly. Guys are going to regress. Guys are going to be just as bad as they were last year, and you're just hoping that it's a limited uh, amount. You're hoping that it's not all bottoming out. You hope there's not injuries across the board because last year – there are a lot of injuries to key guys. I think what J.J. McCullough and John Sherman did 
this past season, or offseason, I should say, is they raise the floor. Uh, they want to mm-hmm. avoid a bottoming out being 106 losses. They're hoping bottoming out is losing 90 games or something like that. Uh, I think right now, if I were to make a projection, um, it's actually one that's not on here. I, I think 78 and 84 uh, sounds mm. uh, right, and I think that would be fine by a lot of fans. Oh, that means yeah. for the Central, you're competing the majority of this year. That probably means by mid-September, it's out of reach at that point, but that's months and months of competitive baseball. I'm just not that high on the American League Central. Nobody really is. The fact now the no. White Sox are going to be another 100-loss team again. Cleveland didn't do anything in the offseason. Detroit is going to be really tough. They've got a good bullpen, and Minnesota, I think, has the best bullpen in the AL, but they also didn't add too much to their roster. So for Minnesota, I bet they win this division, but I bet they win it at you know, 87, 88 games. That puts mm-hmm. them, I think, 9 to 10 games ahead of Kansas City. I think a third-place finish, 78 wins, just shy of you know six games or three games, would that be shy of 500? Mm-hmm. I think you would take that. But to me, that's that's where I'm at right now because I do believe you give Vinny Pasquantino back healthy. That's important. Uh, you have somebody like a Cole Reagans for a full year. You've stabilized the rotation more. Uh, Salvador Perez being a little bit more healthy and productive. You know what Bobby Wood Jr. is. There's no Hunter Dozier yeah. on this roster anymore. <laughs> it is going to take, though, right? You're with Kyle Isbell in center, Michael Massey at second, Melendez in left. Those guys have to be league average for that 78 wins mm-hmm. to happen. If they're well below league average, which Kyle Isbell's good enough defensively, but I know a lot of people care about the bat more than the defense yeah. um, because that needs a turnaround for Kyle Isbell. So let us know on the text line your projections for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, in 2024, uh, the Twitter question has four options. You can always have write-ins, of course, but 60 to 65 is option A, 66 to 70 is option B, 71 to 75 is option C, and 500 is option D. Let us know in the text line 316-247-0923. That's 316-247-0923. All right. This game is one of my favorites on the Shane Dennis Show, and we've only done it one time. And I have to give credit to you, Chance. This was your segment. Yeah, you pitched this. Yeah, I I I love it. I I think it's one of the. It's also my favorite segment, definitely for sure. Other than you know, I'm old Jacks Young, always a classic. You know, play the hits. But uh, no, this is this is a lot of fun. I I enjoy this. I I look forward to it because I just want to. I I like feeling you know like okay, I'm not the only one that thinks this way. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing what you've got in the chamber for today. Yes, I mean, this is really the, the chance to speak your mind freely, what really bugs mm-hmm. you. And here's the rules of it. In textures, you can always play along with this. This isn't the obvious statement. This isn't like, well, I hate parking in crowded areas. That's obvious. That's going to grind your gears. This kind of has to be hot takey a little bit, that things that just irritate you and you don't really have an explanation for it. Uh, there may be things that just rub you the wrong way. Somebody talks to you or the way... Uh, a server interacts with you. It can really be anything. So, Chance, I'm going to let you lead things off here. This is your game. I want to make sure you get as much in here in the next 15 minutes or so. Uh, So what is your first uh, take today as what grinds your gears? It's kind of been something that's been in the news the last couple days with the overtime rules in the NFL. And I'm not going to say the overtime rules in the NFL because that's just an easy cop-out answer. I don't think anybody likes that. I think that the changes that have been made in all sports, whether that be in football, basketball, baseball, to the overtime extra extra innings, whatever you want to call it, the changes that have been made, even at the college level, have all gone in the wrong direction, I think. 
and I think the NFL playoffs one is better, but I don't think we should have to have Gene Steratore come in and give us a, you know, double, double yep. space, you know, Times New Roman, like here's, here's how the overtime works out. It should be simple enough where it should be understood among everybody because I can only imagine how many people at, you know, their Super Bowl watch parties were screaming at the TV, call a timeout. The clock's winding down. Like the official at the beginning of the overtime said, it's a new game. Like we're, this is a new game, but like, in any kind of way, like, yeah, no duh, it's a 0-0 ball game, but what does that mean? How do we win? How does the other team lose? And I think even in the college football level, the two-point conversion off, like, what do we want to do with overtime? We want to make sure that the best team wins. And a two-point conversion off, and once you get to that third overtime, yeah. it's basically a luck. Like, it's 50-50, like, there's so many, you know, moving pieces. Like, it, it's not good. And I feel like the best overtime for football has always been the pre-2020 college, you know, what we saw with LSU and A&M. I remember being at the K-State-Texas A&M quadruple oh, overtime yeah. game, and that was one of my favorite football games I've ever been to. And that just feels like something that like everyone should be able to do. There's not going to be as many injuries. It's not going to be as random. It's not asking teams to do too much. I just feel like that it should be a all encompassing, like this should be what all football uses for overtime. I know they still do it at the high school level. There's no two point conversion, you know, alternation. Um, but also in baseball, I don't love the, uh, runner on second extra inning rule. Not a big fan of it. I, I think that it's good in postseason play, but not so much in the regular season. Um, and then in the NBA, I, I'd kind of like to see them go to that Elam ending instead of just the five, because I, mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. You always get a buzzer beater. I know that they do that in the all-star game. And as boring as the all-star game is, that's something that, you know, everybody enjoys seeing a buzzer beater. And I think that would be something if, one of these, you know, people want to get their stuff together and figure it out. I feel like the Elam ending in the NBA or even in college basketball would be a great way to go. Always get a buzzer beater. You get two teams. You don't have to worry about fouling, like, a, you know, the last 45 seconds of a game taking a half an hour. Like, that would just be a way to speed things up and get overtime in a good place for one of these sports because I feel like they're all kind of going in the wrong direction. I think it's a great one. I, I, the Elam ending, I, I think, made the the three on three tournament uh, very entertaining. It also made the TBT very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Those things, you're exactly right. It's a buzzer beater. Everybody's yeah. entertained with the buzzer beater. I think there's nothing worse than being so fired up about overtime, and then the last minute you have to watch free throws again because mm-hmm. somebody's down by you know five or six points. Just get it over with. Set a mark and try to get to it, and you can have an exciting buzzer beater at the end. I I'm hoping that for the future. But yeah, I'm with the overtime rules across the league need to get a lot better right now. And extra innings in baseball need to get a lot better than they are right now. Mine that I am going to pick here is a bone to pick I have with ESPN, the broadcast. Okay, there's no way that we have got, because this has been a problem for maybe 15 to 20 years, how you can always have a big Monday game or a Super Tuesday game have to be put on ESPN Plus because the game before it is going too long. Mm. Right, that is, and maybe I should be, more upset with coaches that call timeouts with 30 seconds left down by seven as if they've got any sort of plan to make sure that they can still win this game. That maybe is more so of my gripe because I don't know this season for a big Monday game I wanted to watch or a Saturday game. Saturday's a little bit different because there's more stations to broadcast it on. But holy hell, I don't think I've seen one game on time on the right broadcast. And then you get to ESPN Plus, and it might be slow to upload, or you can't find it on the app. It just it irritates me how 
there's only these two two hour windows. Like you know that college basketball games can go longer than two hours because of the way it's called now. And that's mm-hmm. another thing I should throw in here maybe is the way the game's being officiated right now. There was a Big Twelve game I was watching the other night. It was uh, maybe BYU and UCF or Cincinnati. BYU was forty of forty six from the free throw line. There yeah. is no way college sports should be seeing a game like that where you have 46 free throws being shot. It's the same way in college football where I don't care to see 35 penalties in a game. I'm sorry, I'm okay with a missed call here and there if it means we get to see it play out. If it's the end of the game and you turn a blind eye to a call, then that's one thing here. But to me, 46 free throws is leading into my main problem here that ESPN has to broadcast the final seven minutes of a game. Like I can't, I can't count on my hand how many times I've turned into ESPN, there's been a tip-off at 8 p.m. for a KU or K-State game, and then I look up at 7.56, and there's eight minutes to go in that game mm-hmm. because there's fouls, because there's timeouts, because they have not given enough time for that game to start. I Maybe you just make it a 5.30 tip-off instead of a 6 o'clock tip-off. Yeah, and I think that that's in uh, you're 100% right with ESPN because Fox Sports 1 does 5.30 tip-offs because yes. Marquette tipped off at 5.30 on Tuesday, I think is what it was. And then they got their next game started right on time. And I think that that's obviously you know an ESPN issue. I, I'm going to ask, are you still like cable? Are you YouTube TV? I'm YouTube because TV. I'm, yeah, and so I'm YouTube TV, and I hate like having to close out of an app and open up mm-hmm. another app, and it just takes forever. you got to scroll to find the game, and then... Yeah, it, it's a it's a big hassle. It's a pain in the butt to have to do that. And I'm 100% on – I think that just expecting a college basketball game to finish in two hours is asking a lot. And even some of these games, like technically the tip-off time isn't till like, you know, say 8.07 yeah. or 7.07, whatever. But still, that's a that's two hours. And then I'm sure like for a guy like Shane who does the broadcast and everything like on TV, I'm sure that's frustrating, like having to like keep mm-hmm. an eye on, okay, how's the other game going? Like are we, are we about to come to me f- right now? Like it, it's got to be really annoying and frustrating, I'm sure, for, you know, the broadcasters because no game ends up two hours long. And if it does, then, you know, all power to you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think that expecting a game to get over in two hours. I mean, there are some high school games that don't finish in two hours. No. There's too many foul calls. There's too many timeouts. There's too many coaches that think their team is still in it. And that's mm-hmm. the most frustrating. And I can't fault them because they're not saying, hey, we should probably hurry up because they got to get to another game. If you're going to make it two-hour windows, then if the game's out of control by you know, five minutes to go, cut away. Cut away. I don't mm-hmm. think we need to see the final. And then put those teams and those fans onto ESPN+. Plus. If it's a 15-point game with five minutes to go, I'm sorry. Put it on something else. I know yeah, if, can... you're, if you're a degenerate sweating out like an over 156 yeah. and a half, like you should have to try really hard to watch the end of your game. But, uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. And, like, I think that Fox does that with uh, the NFL coverage when it's like a mm-hmm. 325 game and it's a blowout. They're like, we... We don't want you guys to have to watch the end of this. Let's switch to a better game. Let's go to the Cowboys and Seahawks or something like that. They do it. I mean, I think Fox is kind of the best of the best when it comes to broadcasting sports and like having it on the right time. And I think that, you know, ESPN needs to definitely take some notes there. Yeah. I mean, I just, it has to get better. It's been this way for 15 to 20 years. Ever since I've oh, been alive, yeah. it has had the same problems over and over again that you have to go somewhere else to watch the start of your game. I just think if there's a blowout, if the game's close, then fine. I'll watch that and stream the the start of the other game on my phone. But it shouldn't be that complicated for everybody that's watching. All right, your next pick for what grinds your gears. So we talked a little bit about uh, last Monday when we did Pat's show. We talked a little bit about jerseys. It might have been off the air with uh, Shane, but we talked about jerseys. Have you seen the new Fanatics jerseys uh, in Major League Baseball? 
everything is getting so cheap to make and expensive to buy. It is, I, I maybe, that, I mean, obviously that's not a hot take, but I feel like once you get to that stage of like, okay, now we're giving these out to players. Like I saw, uh, I think it was Royals Review tweeted out, uh, the George Costanza, the cotton mm-hmm. jerseys or something. And they're like, oh, there's only one guy that can fix this. But, uh, it, it's just so frustrating that that's, you know, what we're going to. Like, I feel like baseball, you know, baseball jerseys are like, there's so much tradition behind them. And the NBA has gone a direction where like, you can turn on an NBA game on TV, national TV, and you don't know who is playing at all because their jerseys don't look anything like their team yep. colors. And baseball is so traditional. The City Connect uniforms, in my opinion, have stunk from top to bottom. I don't think any of them have been like worth purchasing or like, like, oh, those are really cool. And I just hate that Nike is ruining baseball jerseys and whether it be fanatics nike like baseball jerseys are traditional like the yankees they don't have the names on the back they have the pinstripes like you know you look at a baseball jersey you know okay that i know that's the yankees i know that's the royals i know that's the rangers like there's so much tradition behind it the nba doesn't have that as much like obviously there are some you can't touch like the celtics and the lakers and football to you know the chiefs uniforms haven't changed for a long time but just the fact that you're making small tweaks to the jerseys that are noticeable, like how we can notice them. Like we look at it on Twitter and we're like, Oh my gosh, that looks so much more different. Like I, it just is frustrating because it's something that, you know, is so traditional and, you know, makes me think back to, you know, when I was growing up and got like a Lorenzo Kane Jersey, like yeah. it looks the same as the Royals jerseys are today. Maybe a little bit different, obviously over the last couple of years, but just the, you know, like the Jersey prices, like they've still, they're, they're raising them every, every year. Like it's like 270 bucks to buy like a replica Jersey and they're made out of cheaper materials and they don't look as clean as they used to. And it's just, it's very frustrating for someone who like, I, I know you and I are both like big Jersey guys. Um, like I would love to buy a Bobby Witt Jr. Jersey now that I know he's going to be here for the next 11 years, but I don't want to pay out the rear trying no. to buy a Jersey that I'm, you know, not really going to wear that often. And that honestly is not going to look great. No, it, it. That's my one gripe with jerseys is that you wear them maybe a few times, and I don't want to yeah. spend a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty dollars to get a jersey. Like they would have to look so cool, so unique for me to spend the money. And now they had those other options where you can get twenty dollars jerseys, though they may have stuff falling off them. Or, yeah, it just it is really hard to spend money on a jersey. Like if it's authentic, game worn, it's autographed. Sure, you can spend that much money, but I just. I've never seen the need uh, to overpay for it. And uh, I want to ask you, because you and I are both kind of the same age. Like, I'm 22. I think you're 23, 24. But uh, what do you think is, like, the cutoff age for an adult to wear a jersey? That is a great question. Because I've I've heard, uh, like, my theory is... I should not be able to wear a jersey of a player that is younger than me. I had that. That's Bobby kind Wood of Jr. My- was the first one I got that he was younger than me, and I was a year older, or might be two years older. Yeah. And it did feel weird. I was like, this now is going to yeah. become a norm where any jersey. See, I don't know if there's a limit. I think it's that way. I'll, I'll spin this into my last grind in my gears. Like, I think basketball jerseys, you have to stop wearing at a certain age. Like yeah, football, those, I don't I think you could wear a football jersey to a bar and be like, yeah, oh, just, to a tailgate, to yeah. a game. Basketball jerseys are different because that's like a really like frat boy move to like yes. wear a basketball jersey because like there's no sleeves on it or anything. Like you could throw a baseball jersey over a hoodie and go to a Royals game. Like and it looks yeah. like clean. I, I, <laughs> I think I would laugh at someone. They showed up to like a K State basketball game with a, you know, 
Tyler Perry jersey sleeveless. That's like, that's I, my I'd big be like, okay, with it. yeah, like you got to have an undershirt. You got to have. Yeah, it. I don't care if you are the beer best guts smelling. hanging out. Like yes, <laughs> you got to wear an undershirt if you're still wearing the basketball jerseys. I'm not gonna be mad. Just wear an undershirt because I've I've experienced too many of my buddies that do that. And I'm like, no, you cannot have your pits exposed here <laughs> with this jersey in a 100 degree arena, especially like Allen Fieldhouse where you're shoulder to shoulder and it's oh, hot yeah. as hell in there. I can't deal with that. Either that would be my last grinding my gear. One that's always rubbed me the wrong way about jerseys and I, I feel bad because I, I'm sure that there are people listening that have done this and I'm not going to fault you. It's just not what I would do. Like, you know the the jersey that you can get like custom your name Personalized. on the back? Yeah. Yes. My thing is more, it's not about like, oh, you look stupid. That looks terrible. I don't know why you do that. It's more so of like, I've always been a big supporter of the players. I'm like, if you're yeah. going to get a jersey, get one of a player that's out there. Like, there's there's a star out there for you to get a jersey for. And it's like, if you put your name on it, I there were some for the Royals that was like 15 champs. It's like, okay, that, yeah. that, and that signifies they won a World Series. But I, I give one of my buddies hell because he has one from years ago, and I'm like, okay, you couldn't buy one jersey of a player. I, I think it's acceptable for like a, like we talked about like an age. Like obviously we're yes. adults, but like I think kids. Like I I had a K State custom basketball jersey when I was growing up, and I thought it was really cool because I was like, oh man, like I'm not, like on the team. Yes. I've got a K State yes. jersey. Like my name's on it. Like, but when you're an adult, like I I will not get a Lebo jersey. <laughs> uh, I could not do that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean also like the custom jerseys. That like have players that like aren't even on not that aren't on the team but like if i got like a shohei otani royals jersey customized because yep. i wanted otani on the Royals, like that's that, funny that's desperation yeah and it's kind of funny but uh yeah i totally get what you mean yeah i i just you know me i'll have to nitpick a few things but uh yeah. chance thanks as always for coming on the show we definitely are going to have you back on you know at some point either tomorrow or early next week you know you're not uh, far from where that mic is. So thanks again for Absolutely. joining us. Thanks for having me, Jack. There he goes. That's our guy, Chance Lebo. He joins us more than just a few times now on the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Is there something that grinds your gears? Let us know on the text line, 316-247-0923. And keep that phone number in mind before our show is over. Going to be giving away some scratchers tickets. I know I've had the phone line off uh, for at least the majority of the show because Unfortunately, being the host and producer today, I don't have the luxury uh, of answering the phone lines until we go to one of these breaks where we don't have a guest showing up. But we do have a guest coming up after this. We're going to talk some Royals baseball with Jamie Bluma, the former Shocker and former Royal. He's next on The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
Entrepreneurs Wanted. With over 25 years as a commercial real estate leader in Wichita, Occidental Management is proud to support entrepreneurs and startups in the markets we live and work. Alloy Architecture is a business partner we work with to design solutions for our tenants and properties. We did the design work for Occidental's historic ice house building and then moved our offices into it. Our partnership with Occidental has provided unique and creative architectural solutions for the Wichita community. We're proud to help bring their entrepreneurial vision into reality. To learn more, visit OCCMGMT.com or call 316-262-3331. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Love is in the air, and Burnell's offers the finest gift for lovers. Hi, it's Nathan from Burnell's Fine Jewelry and Design. Let me tell you, jewelry always surpasses chocolate in sweetness and outlasts flowers by centuries. This year, skip the boring gift and surprise her with a thoughtful diamond ring, pearl earrings, or a gold necklace that will truly make her heart skip a beat. We have romantic gifts for under $500 so you can show the love without breaking the bank. Visit us on the northeast corner of Rock and Central or shop online at Burnell's.com. Because when it comes to love, only the finest will do. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! It's a great win It's because I know how hard it is to do. It wasn't just offense. It wasn't just defense. Everybody had to step up, and um, it was a heck of a run. I think it made us tougher for moments like right now. Congratulations to the back-to-back world champion Kansas City Chiefs. From all of us at ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We are back here on the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Wichita Sports Leader. I'm your host and producer today, Jack Johnson, filling in for Shane Dennis. As he is away with the Wichita State Baseball Shocker team, he'll be back here in the studio coming up on Monday. So I'll have you covered uh, for the next two days here on the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. It is time to talk some Royals baseball with former Shocker and Royal Jamie Bluma. He is brought to you by CBD American Shaman in Derby. They can help you with pain, anxiety, sleep, or stress. Go see Jeff on North Baltimore in Derby. Life is better with the feather. Jamie, thanks for hopping on the show this afternoon. Absolutely, man. Uh, Looking forward to the chat. And tonight is this year's College Baseball Hall of Fame induction banquet here in Overland Park. So I will see uh, a whole bunch of Wichita contingent uh, in Kansas City, including and not uh, limited to Gene Stevenson, Jana Stevenson-Hauser, uh, Kevin Jinks, uh, and a whole host of other people from Wichita, along with Alex Gordon, who's going in tonight. Uh, so looking forward to a fun evening uh, this evening. You're always busy, Jamie, and you're always throwing those such great events, and, and that should be a blast. And we know what is going to be a blast is that we've got Royals baseball right around the corner. The team has already arrived in surprise. Their first full squad workout will be on Monday. Jamie, let's kick it off with this. What are some of the few things you are looking at early on? I know spring training is spring training. You're not going to learn a whole bunch about your team, but you are going to know a little bit. Is there a position battle you're looking for? Is there a certain player you're looking at? Or are you just excited just to see baseball out there? 
Uh, always excited to see baseball, but I'm keeping a, a close eye on what, you know what's close to my heart, and that's bullpen type stuff. Uh, we got a whole bunch of new faces within the organization, uh, with a whole bunch of the guys that we had last year aren't being a part of the organization anymore. Uh, so we got some new arms, we got some young young kids that are going to get an opportunity. Uh, I want to see how we do throwing strikes. I know that I think one of the things that has come out this week is we want to rain the zone. Uh, and all that stuff. And I know that's been a mantra a couple years back, but we got a new, you know, pitching analytics group and a whole new, uh, staff. So I think that's one of their major goals is let, let's throw strikes. Uh, I know the free agent guys that we signed in, in, in Waka and those have been notorious strike throwers and those are veterans. So we can see some of the, some of the younger guys maybe take, take a little bit out of those guys' pages. Uh, and get the ball over the strike zone. I mean, there, there's no doubt we got plenty of guys, and everybody in the big leagues has good stuff. Uh, but I think over the last few years, I think that's where we've gotten in a lot of trouble is just giving guys free passes. Plus, uh, I want to see some of the, 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 the position players take a step forward, the Michael Masseys, the – uh, some of the so the other young guys, other than Bobby Witt, to see if they can establish those guys, establish themselves as you know what day in day out, 140 a game major league type guys. And speaking of pitching, uh, looking at the rotation in this aspect, Shane and I have gone back and forth a little bit as to who we think is going to be the opening day starter. And I'd imagine uh, Matt Quattrero is not going to announce who that opening day starter is till a little bit closer to when that game is, being on March 28th this year. But how do you view that spot? Now, Shane's on the side of just give it to Cole Reagans. He's the best pitcher. Even though he's never been a full-time starter before, he's your ace. He's your guy. He can be the opening day starter where I believe – it's going to be somebody like Michael Walker because you kind of paid him to be that number one. Even though he may not stuff-wise be your number one, he's paid like one, and Seth Lugo could make, maybe make a run at it. I think there's a little bit more into being an opening day starter than just a regular start. Where, where do you fall on that? Is it a mental thing where it's, wow, this makes me the number one guy. i got to throw 200 innings. i got to be the workhorse. Or is it just, you know what, it's one start just like the 30 I'm hoping to have this season? I don't know if it will ever happen or if it's going to happen this year, but I would love it if Quattraro and the pitching coach sat down and said, all right, guys, uh, let's just make this a competition in spring training. Whoever throws the best in spring training, you're going to get the opening day nod. That's a pretty big deal to be the opening day starter for whatever team that you're with any time in your career. That's mm-hmm. a big deal uh, because unless you're an established big league guy, which we don't have – I mean, Walker's probably that guy and maybe Lugo – uh, but they've never been a quote-unquote number one on any staff either. Uh, with this team, I don't think that means that. Uh, but I would like it just to be a wide-open competition. And I think clearly if Cole Reagans threw, throws anywhere near what he did at the end of last season, um, I mean, he's the guy that you think is going to do it. But I also understand, you know what, you got a veteran guy. He's coming over here. We pays him a lot of money. Either that's Waka or Lugo, either one. Um, that, that would make a lot of sense to me in hopes. I would love to see if a guy like Brady or Singer really steps up and throws the ball, throws the crap out of the ball starting in spring training this year and establishes himself, you know, as a, as, if not a number two, but maybe, you know, a number two or three in our rotation. So I, I love the, the competition aspect of maybe who's going to be the opening day if they let it come to that, unless Quattraro's already got somebody in his mind. We're talking with former Royal and former Shocker Jamie Bloomer right here on the Shane Dennis Show. Uh, like how you bring up Brady Singer here. He's a guy coming off a career worst year, but you go back to 2022, it was a career best for him. So 
a little bit of a toss-up here on what you're going to get from him in 2024. Now, at the Royals rally, uh, Jamie, I asked Brady about last offseason and how he was at spring training. Then he goes to the World Baseball Classic. He only has one outing there, so it's a little bit of a, a clunky offseason. He doesn't get five or six starts in spring where he can really build up his arm. He went from warming up to throwing one outing out of the bullpen to then coming back to spring, and I really do believe that was a lot of uh, why he struggled early on in the season. Now, he kind of discredited it, said, I really wanted to be on that team. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it does feel nice to get a full spring training, not to worry about anything in 2024. How do you think that affects a pitcher? You know, Being a former pitcher yourself, pitching at the college level, pitching at the big league level, when you have that little bit of a, a mishap, or not really a mishap, just an unusual timing of, kind of building up your arm, then stopping, and then trying to build it up again. Can that really slow you down for about a month or two? Uh, you know, I was never much of a starter, so I can't really speak on that. But when guys get out of their routine a little bit, when you're going to be a starting pitcher and you know you've got this routine between starts, you get your five days off or four days off or whatever it's going to be, and you throw your bullpen on this day and you get your run in on this day, they, they're such creatures of habit. Well, I mean, we're all as superstitious as they come, but when, you, when you're used to that routine and you can't get into that routine in spring training, I mean, I think it can mess you up a little bit. And, and in Singer's case, he's always been a starter. Um, some of the guys in their career, you end up bouncing around being a starter, reliever, middle guy. I mean, those guys, I think, are a little bit better adapting that. You know, maybe I'll have a different role this year. I mean, I, I think like Jordan Hicks is going to go through that a little bit with whoever he's with now. Always been a reliever. They're going to try to move him into the starting rotation. Um, so for a guy like Singer, who's always been a starter, I'm sure that was a little bit tough, not being able to get out there and get your work in uh, and doing all that. But once you get to rolling in the season, I mean, you can't. Re I don't think you can use that too much as a crutch. I mean, you've got to go out there. You're going to get to your routine every, you know, five or six days, depending on how the schedule shakes out. I mean, you got to figure out how to go out there and compete and, and give your you give your team the opportunity to win. So, you know, after that first month of the season, uh, maybe you can chalk that up, and then the rest of it, I, I don't think you can really, you know, use that as a crutch anymore. Well, the big news of this week has been the renderings of a downtown stadium, and I don't know about you, Jamie, uh, but I believe if the Royals were to move downtown, which is going to be on, on the ballot, of course, this April, uh, this was the best spot to put it. I get that uh, some small businesses would be demolished in building that stadium, but I always believed if you were going to move it downtown, there's really no better spot to put it than right there next to the T-Mobile Center in the Crossroads District. So much to do pre- and post-game, but what did you think about that location? Uh, I'm going to bite my tongue a little bit because my fiance runs one of those businesses oh. that may be going away. So it's a little bit of a sore spot with me. Um, for me, the East Village just made a little bit more sense, a little bit because of that. But there's really nothing over there. Uh, so it would really help develop that area. Um, originally, I kind of liked North Kansas City spot because I thought, you know what? Jackson County can have the taxes for the Chiefs. Clay County can have the taxes for the Royals. Uh, Wyandotte County can have the taxes for sporting and, and, and current. That just kind of made a little bit of sense to me. But there's so much more things involved with the three eight cent sales tax. And uh, I mean, I, I got, I'm I'm a little torn on where I stand just for personal reasons. Um, but you know, it is it, it is exciting nonetheless that, that they're going to be a new ballpark. Uh, I, I I'd remiss to say that I wish they would have done it. You know, 15 years ago when they did the renovations mm -hmm. with you know with with the thoughts of getting the All-Star game in 2012, I think if we were going to do it, we were good, we should have done it then. But it is what it is. 
Um, I think it's going to happen at some point, uh, and we all have got to adjust regardless. But it looks like from all the drawings, it's going to look like it's going to be a beautiful ballpark. A little bit of tricky on the parking side of things. I yep. don't know exactly how that's going to go. Um, and at some point, I mean, you're going to run into the situation on a Saturday afternoon where you got a concert going on at T-Mobile Center, you got a baseball game going on at Royals, uh, and something else. So I, that's, that's going to make for a little bit of a, uh, a tricky situation when it comes to that. Yeah, I think no matter which way you look at it, it's not going to be 100% liked by everybody, as you brought up with your, your personal thing and this, you know, because the small businesses thing, that has been upsetting to a lot of people downtown of, you know, why do you have to move the stadium when it's just fine where it is? And then you've got people that want more to do. So I don't think it's ever going to be a, we all are on board with it. I think it's a beautiful stadium. It looks great. But yeah, I think that there is going to be that problem of you're going to have to lose some businesses if it is to be approved and, of course, put down there. Okay, Jamie, last question for you here on the Kansas City Royals, just because we had it as an, uh, a Twitter question for the Shane Dennis Show earlier today about where the win total may be for Kansas City in 2024. Right now, going into spring training, where do you fall at? Is it the, the 60 to 65 range, the 70 to 75, 80 to 85? How many wins at this point in time do you see this Royals team getting? I mean, I, I think I said this last year because I'm always the eternal optimist, but with all the things that we did in the offseason, we locked up and locking up Bobby Witt and doing some things and couple that with the fact that I think we're in the, no doubt, the, the weakest division in Major League Baseball. I mean, I would like to, I would love to see that 81 number to be 81 and 81. I know the Pakoda number that's out there, uh, you can relay on this. I think that's 70, is it not? Is that what they threw out there this year? Yeah, Pakoda has them at 70. I want to go over that. I mean, I don't know if I'll go all the way to 85, but I would love to, I would love to see us in that 75 to 80, you know, 82, 85 range. And then knowing that, that if we're just competitive enough, man, you get to that 85 to 90 win number and that you're talking about a wild card spot. So uh, what I would like to see going into this year and so many years past, we just fall flat on our face, right? And, you know, at the beginning of April, and we're out of it by May. I would like to see us start off a little bit better, at least give ourselves a chance to be in the race early. Uh, and then w- once it gets to that point, I mean, I think it's anybody's guess is what's going to happen in the American League Central because uh, I think we're going to do a little bit of beating up on each other. Uh, but I would love to see us in that 75 to 82 range would be would be great. All right. Well, Jamie, appreciate your insight as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jack. There he goes. That's former Royal and former Shocker Jamie Bluma right here on the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. And a reminder that Jamie Bluma is brought to you by CBD American Shaman in Derby. They can help you with pain, anxiety, sleep, or stress. Go see Jeff on North Baltimore in Derby. Life is better with the feather. All right, I've teased this the majority of the show, and now it's the only time I'm going to have to answer the phone lines here. We are giving away $30 worth of Kansas cash uh, right now, and the phone line is 316-669-4996. That is 316-669-4996. $30 of Kansas Catch. We got those scratchers tickets, so call in right now at 316-669-4996. There we go. I'm sure that's our winner, so I'll be answering the phone lines. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Pat Strothman for I'm Old, Jack's Young. That's next on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. 
You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Basketball fans, get ready. Sunrise Christian Academy, Visit Wichita, and the Wichita Sports Commission proudly present the second annual Air Capital Hoop Fest, February 15th and 16th at the Garvey Center on the Friends University campus. Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions as four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Teams in action include Sunrise Christian Academy, a local favorite, Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch Academy from Utah. Get your tickets today at visitwichita.com slash get dash tickets. Did you know a fire department responds to a fire every 23 seconds? First Alert is reminding you to be prepared by installing smoke and carbon monoxide alarms on every level and in each bedroom of your home. Don't forget to add First Alert fire extinguishers on every level plus in common spaces like the kitchen and know how to use them. Protect your whole home with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores today. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late-night fights. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. This game just was the microcosm of our entire season. Man, I, uh, I couldn't be more proud of the guys, and I, it's such an honor to be on this team. Uh, I was there when Tom Brady said, I'm turning the keys over to you, and he did it right in our locker room. I knew if we got in the tournament, man, we were going to be a hard team to beat just because I know the guys that we have and how hard we work. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. We are wrapping up the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Wichita's sports leader, I am your host and producer today, Jack Johnson. Also will be tomorrow before Shane is back on Monday. As we do every single show, we close it out with some I'm old Jack's young. Different circumstances today as we bring in Pat Strothman to guess who plays this song. Pat, do you read me? I do, and... I like this song, by the way. I do, too. Is, Big fan. Big is this fan. MGMT? You would be correct. I don't remember if I've given Shane them. If I did, he, 0% he would have chance. Zero per, he would have a below 0% chance of getting this right. I think he'd recognize it, but I don't think he'd get it. I think he would have heard it. it. It was too popular for him not to have heard it. Yeah. But he's also stunned me before uh, sure. with not, not hearing some of the hits. <laughs> What's funny is uh, we have someone shadowing me, shadowing me today from Collegiate. He's a senior. His name is Connor Schubach. And Welcome, Connor. Yes. He's, he's over. He's chilling. He's listening to the show. He's waving. And 
I told Connor's like, hey, you're, he came in on a very good day. He's getting the full radio experience. I know that for sure. Considering what I told you before the break ended. <laughs> like, yes. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? And uh, Connor, he, I looked over at him and I said MGMT. And I thought he like shook his head no. I'm like, I'm pretty confident yeah. in that. So thankfully, I didn't listen to Connor. Also, too, uh, Jack, I know you like this. He is going to be a, a Duke Blue Devil in the fall. I told Connor that you would have a field day with that. Hey, here's what I can say. Here's what I can say. If you get a scholarship or you just get an offer or anything to go to Duke, you're a lot smarter than I am. Okay? I think <laughs> I think there's a big reason. I remember this on the I Hate Christian Leitner documentary. I think it was Ken Jong, you know, Mr. Chow from The Hangover. Uh, said this about Duke, and it is kind of true. He's like, one of the main reasons people hate Duke is because you can't get in there. <laughs> you you hate Duke because you probably couldn't get into that school because it's so prestigious yeah. um, in terms of an academic school. So no no shame in that. Man, if, if you could say you can go to Duke, that's uh, a damn smart hey, person. But That's what, and that's, when he said Duke, I was stunned because I'm like, dang, bro. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. And he had he, he also looked at North Carolina and and if you're looking at Wake Forest you gotta be a smart kid oh yeah I know that for sure and he was even looking at Wake Forest so didn't choose that because I think he heard my brother lives in Winston Salem so he made the right decision not to go to Wake Forest but see Connor doesn't know how this works so he plays a song I have to guess it normally Shane who's in his fifties Shane has to guess it he normally doesn't do very well but then Shane returns fire by going through a list of athletes so here i am looking at athletes right now on a certain page and i'll start with this one let's see if jack can get this right born on this day in 1974 seattle slew i mean that has to be a horse (laughs) (laughs) there's no other way we've gotten very few horses before the fact that she's been ridden more times than seattle slew is irrelevant (laughs) Do you know that? Yes. <laughs> liar, liar. Yes. <laughs> Every time Seattle Slough comes up, it is. <laughs> it's always the first thing I think of. Is always liar, liar. It's great. All right, now I got to make sure I don't miss this guy's name up. I think I think I'm gonna mess it up. I can never say it right. I think it's okay. Born on this day, he's turning 52. Born on this day, 1972. Yarumir Yager. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't think I would have pronounced it correctly either. <laughs> uh, He's famous. I'm not going to no, give you this no. to be me. He's famous. That's fine. Um, I'll He's go from the Czech Republic. Hockey, then. There you go. Okay. He's a two-time, <laughs> yeah, two two-time Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, a Czech NHL player. Born on this day in 1969, Edgar Bennett. Mm, I believe football. Good call. He was a former running back right. with the Green Bay Packers, part of Super Bowl 31. Jack, 
Jack someone on the text line, 316-247-0923. I don't know. I don't hate MIT in North Korea. I can't get in there either. But I'm ding. <laughs> hey, you know me. I'm a big Duke hater. But, you know, I, I can say with complete honesty, there was less of a chance of hell freezing over. Than, or me getting into Duke than hell freezing over. I I didn't even have a chance. So that is something they could throw back in my face if I said why I hated them so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a school I never even thought of. But I can yeah. always fall back on why I never go there because I hated them. Yeah. <laughs> Born on this day in 1940, now dead. He died in 2022, John Hadel. Ah, former KU great. Yeah, Hall of Fame quarterback from the University of Kansas. R.I.P. Just because you're going to get this wrong, Graham Hill died or born on this day in 1921. Oh I'm going to get it wrong, so that means yeah. it can only be a hockey, <laughs> a golf, or a hockey player, golf, golfer, uh, some form of Olympian. A Connor got player. it right. He just wrote it down. Man, that's impressive. Hmm. That is really impressive. I give him credit. Well, I'll go hockey. <laughs> F1 driver. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course. Now, that's I need to add that to my list because that's one I've been getting more frequently. Is F1 drivers? Oh, F1 or NASCAR. I, I have a very yeah. small pool of NASCAR drivers, and it'd probably be Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Tony Logano. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there you go. And it was really because I had like little Hot Wheels of them, so I'd remember yeah. when I was a kid. Well, let me bounce over to Dead Day. Dying on this day in 2021, he died at the age of 38, Vincent Jackson. God, I remember that being just so crazy. I remember him mm-hmm. so well as a Charger, but also was a Buck. Just really yep, sad. former Charger Buck. Yeah, he was a three-time Pro Bowler, NFL wide receiver, dying at the age of 38. Dying 13 years ago in 2011, Joe Frazier. Boxer. Not that. Oh. Different Joe Frazier. Damn. <laughs> Not that Joe Frazier. Um, shoot. Other oh, Joe Frazier was there. Um, baseball? Well, I don't know. Yeah, baseball's okay, right. He okay. was an outfielder for the Indians, the Cards, Reds, Orioles, and he was the manager of the New York Mets for a couple of years. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. See, Shane knows more of these names. I'm just looking at names thinking that you might get them. <laughs> That's yeah, I'm, I'm looking up, trying to find his baseball reference page to see if he, yeah. if I should. Yeah, no, he had 282 career IBs. So no, <laughs> so no, I would not. I'm, I'm glad I missed that one. I, I can feel confident. I can sleep at night knowing that I threw yeah, the box you should. out there first. Yeah, no, you should be. And let me try one more here. I gotta find some more, or maybe look at on this day in sports history. Hopefully, I'm seeing this right. Pretty sure it's Red Blake. Born on this day in 1897, Earl Blake. Earl Blake. B-L-A-I-K. Hmm. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. I'm just trying to add more names to this because yeah. it's kind of a down day. It is. It is a little bit. I'll go football. Correct. He was nice. the. He won three national titles in 1944 and 1946. He did it at Army. And he was an executive as well. He was the AD Army from 1948 to 1959. Died in 1989. Do you know who Penguin Say is? Penguin Say. Is that another horse? 
Uh, no, he's a he's a supposedly a Major League Baseball third baseman. Penguins say. How do you spell about, the last name? What about Ken Anderson? C E Y. Maybe it's Ken I. Anderson was a quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah, for the Bengals. Got that one right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it's it's Penguins. There's a guy. There's a guy named Tony Tubbs on this list. If like that, that name. Interest you? Tony Tubbs. Tony Tubbs is just a a great name. That is. Yeah. Needs to have a good nickname though to be put in our Hall of Fame over yeah. here. Yeah, no doubt. I'm just glad that Seattle Slew was on this day. Every time that Seattle Slew pops up, I get excited. Liar, it's liar. Always fun. Yeah, <laughs> great quote there. And glad I got it right because there's no other person that would have the name Seattle Slew than a horse. <laughs> <laughs> but that is going to do it for another edition of the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Wichita Sports Leader. I've been your host and producer today, Jack Johnson. If you missed any of our interviews with Chance Lebo, Jamie Bluma, check it out on the podcast page. I'm going to get them uploaded shortly. Don't turn that dial. The Pulse with Pat Strothman is coming up next, so keep it locked in to ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I will talk to you tomorrow, Wichita. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.